Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you, Coach Aldrima, as always. It is truly a pleasure to share this platform with you. I hope everyone is well. I hope all of you are rejuvenated, took some time yesterday on your Labor Day to kind of reset if needed, or for those of us that fully worked on yesterday, I hope it was very productive. And so this morning, we're going to talk about um, control and responsibility. Control and responsibility. As leaders, as we grow, we will often or definitely, I should say, rotate in our roles control and responsibility. Whatever those roles are, whether we're married, whether we're raising children, whether we're running businesses, whether we're building networks, whatever it is that we're doing, whether we're being the student at the time and we're learning from others, that constant rotation of control and responsibility is present pretty much in any relationship that you have. And as high-achieving leaders, we sometimes think we're in control of a lot of things because we are in charge. We are the ones that are responsible for making sure things are done correctly and are in order, right? So we take the attitude that if we're responsible, then we're going to be the one in control. And truth is that control and responsibility are spread out among all the people involved in whatever relationship it is. And the people that you lead, the people that you serve, and one of the greatest gifts of of the highest Uh, successful high achievers is that they learn to distinguish between when, where, and how to assume responsibility and control because there is a good art to it. Those of us who are raising teenagers, we learn this art. Those of us that look back to when we were teenagers, right, we understand what that art looks like of how our parents treated us. And sometimes we all can get... uh, I like to say we can get lost in the weeds because we fail to want to assert the responsibility and control to the other party. So when we look at control, it is defined as that which you have direct and complete power over. When I think of that and I think of my teenage son, I know that we as his parents, we have a certain amount of authority in how his life goes until he gets to a certain age to assume that full authority. Early on in life, when he was much younger, we had certain amounts of control and responsibility. And as he got older, we had to evolve in how and when and where we exerted that control and responsibility. Because if we didn't, we would end up being in control and responsible for him to a place where he would not have a sense of control and responsibility for his own life. So sometimes when I I look at that, I'm caught off guard because I know what I was doing and I was intentional about it when he was younger to ensure that I equipped him with that sense of responsibility and control, even from kindergarten, even from Head Start. You go to school. I don't. Mom doesn't go to school. You do, right? And he would tell people early on, you know, uh, my mom has made me responsible for my behavior, right? 
And to the point now where he's about to be 18, there's some things that I guess I get stunned a little because I feel like I want to know a little bit more. And he's like, well, mom, I'll tell you, you know, right? I have to ask 20, 20 questions to get the answers that I'm looking for. But what I have to remind myself is that I gave and equipped him with a certain amount of control and responsibility as he grew. Because what I never wanted to do was micromanage his life. I never wanted him to be disempowered when he was at school to feel as if he could not make certain decisions or speak in a certain way based on what needed to occur for him. He was always respectful, always understood authority, always understood that there was others that had another degree of responsibility and control, but there were certain things that he had control and responsibility over. And so when we think about that as leaders, not just with our children, but even in our businesses, even as a student, when we seek out information and we're the ones learning from the teacher, there is a certain amount of control and responsibility that we possess. And many times when we get confused about that, we call certain situations and certain circumstances to be out of order because where we should be actually operating in our own control and responsibility, we have since surrendered that to others. We live in an illusion of control and responsibility when we believe that we're able to control all aspects of situations and circumstances in which we don't have the full operation of actions, attitudes, values, emotions, and opinions. See, we each possess that. We each as individuals have our own actions, our own attitudes, our own values, our own emotions, and our own opinions. Those are the things that we have full and total control over at all times. It never changes. It never ceases to exist. That is the only thing, in no matter the circumstance and situation, that you have full control over. Now, when we look at responsibility, it is a compound word of response and able. The only things that you are able to respond to are those that you have legitimate ownership and control over right? No room for illusion. But when the chaos happens, you can simply look back and ask where or how did I surrender my responsibility or where did I assume control for things that I didn't have responsibility for? Many times we do this without knowing because we have a sense of a rescuer within us. That's true, especially if you're in a service provider if you're looking to serve and help other people, you usually try to solve a need, right, or meet a need. But many times you have to have boundaries around the service that you provide because if you're not operating within healthy boundaries of control and responsibility for that service, you will find yourself trying to manipulate, control, or micromanage others to follow a blueprint that may or may not line up with their values, their emotions, their opinions, their attitudes, or even their actions. That frustration can come in all sorts of forms because the client is displeased and you're upset because the client doesn't seem to be conforming to your ways. 
When we're interacting with others, no matter the relationship, let's look at four ways that we can ask ourselves, how are we operating regarding control and responsibility? The first one is TOSS, T-O-S-S, like TOSS. It says we toss responsibility to someone else. Rather than assuming responsibility for our own actions, we find it easier to blame someone else. This is one of the most unhealthiest ways to interact when it comes to control and responsibility. Is it you're tossing your responsibility on someone else or are you allowing others to toss theirs on you? The second way is to hold. You take responsibility for what is under your control. There's no blaming, no excuse making, no shirking of responsibilities. You take full ownership of it and you fully operate in that ownership at all times. Number three is to grab. You work to control the uncontrollable. You choose to take responsibility for other people and other things that are out of direct and complete control. You simply operate from an illusion. I think strongly of that when we when I look at my teenage son because as he drives, there is an amount of certain responsibility and control that I don't have. I have to trust that he is going to be responsible and able to control his behavior, his actions, his attitudes, his emotions at all times. And I have to continue as he gets older to release that degree more and more because as he becomes an adult, there's certain things I won't ever have control and responsibility over, right? So the sooner we start, the better off we are. That's the same way with our clients. No matter if we're coaches, consultants, business owners of brick-and-mortar businesses, there's only so much you can control and that you're responsible for. And that leads us to number four, which is fold. You mind your own business. You respect the proper boundaries of control and responsibility, and you operate from within those boundaries. The difference between hold and fold is that in hold, you simply take ownership. In four, where it's to fold, you're going to set boundaries, not just for you, but for the people you operate with. And then you respect those boundaries no matter what. You understand that if a person comes to you, they come to you for a service or whatever it is you provide, but they come with a certain amount of control and responsibility. Period. It is their job to take action. It is their job to implement. It is their job to execute. You understand when you're in the fold state that it's not your identity in which you're identified by their success or their progress. You are identified by what you have set as your standard. You are identified by what you promise to deliver and staying true to that commitment. You don't take on the responsibility for them to achieve or accomplish it because you're not trying to micromanage or manipulate. So just remember, high achievers, as leaders, our goal is to influence others and not to control them. Every person, everything in your life 
that shows up in a form of a relationship comes with its own degree of control and responsibility. So you must learn to operate through healthy boundaries to ensure that you and others stay in full control and responsibility for our lives, the things that we have been ordained and called to do. So hopefully these four ways of interacting will help you to understand how to set up healthy boundaries in your service, in your business, in your life, so that you can ensure that you're not creating chaos out of an illusion of control and that you're ensuring that you are progressing healthy mentally, physically, and spiritually by ensuring that you operate within the control and responsibility for which you've been given. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us this morning here at Wisdom Inspired. I'm sure and I certainly hope that you are getting things from this call. So please be sure to share the call with others. If there's anything that you've taken away from it, be sure to give them the dial-in number. Tell them what time to join us. It is open to everyone, and we'd love to continue to help your help to continue to help us grow and spread Wisdom Inspired. If you'd like to learn more about the AAC co-working community, we'd love to have you join us for our networking mixer on tomorrow on every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. We have a great virtual networking that is open to all leaders, business owners, freelance professionals, and any female that is looking to expand her business network. So again, if you'd like to learn more, email us at hello at aaccoworking.com, and we will certainly send out the access link so that you can register. Thank you, guys, and you have a great and wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.